up next on Primetime Power Radio, the Primetime Power Show. Get ready. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It's Primetime. It's Primetime. Prime time. It's prime time. Prime time power show. Good evening, welcome to the Primetime Power Show, right here live on Primetime Power Radio for the Paul Earthquake Moore Tribute Show. At this time, we will start the show off with a moment of silence with the memorial, Tim Bells, for the People Champ. Thank you. Paul Quick More. Primetime Power Show Live. There it is. This is Paulette Moore, daughter of Reverend Paul Earthquake Moore. I wanted to take this time to say a few words about my father. Not only was my dad an excellent father, he was a fighter. He fought until the very end. I haven't shared this story with anyone, but in his last days, I laid my head on his chest as he lay in his bed, and he gained enough strength to wrap one arm around me while using the other arm to hold my head. I told him everything would be all right, and that I loved him and I understood. At that moment, we both knew that he was ready to go home to be with the Lord. That was on a Thursday, the 14th of January, and he gained his wings on Friday the 15th. He was at peace. He fought a long, hard battle, and even though he had his own trials, he still made sure to give back to the community, ensuring that he followed through one last time as the community calls on December 19th. He made such an impact on the community and touched many, many lives throughout his entire life. He will be truly missed. I know that he is with me in spirit and I will continue to hold my head high as I am and will always be the People's Champ's daughter. His legacy will live on through me and countless others. I want to say thank you, a sincere thank you to everyone who has done a tribute in his name and a special thank you to the Primetime Power Show radio show for allowing me to say a few words in my father's name. I will now conclude my audio by saying we are all his soldiers, so stand tall, soldiers, and carry on. Rest in peace, Daddy. I love you now and forevermore.
though we face some difficult days up today and tomorrow, I still had a dream. It's a dream, keep you rooted in the American dream. I had a dream that one day, this nation will rise up, lit out its two meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I had a dream that one day, on the red hills of Georgia, sons of former slaves and sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I had a dream that one day, even the state of Mississippi, a state swelling with its heat of injustice, swelling with the heat of oppression, swelling will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I had a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but the content of their character. I had a dream today. I had a dream that one day down in Alabama with this vicious racist governor having his lips dripping with the word of interposition and notification. One day, right there in Alabama, little black boys and little black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and little white girls as brothers and sisters. I had a dream today. I had a dream that one day, every valley should be exalted. Every hill and mountain should be made straight. And the roughest place should be made plain. And the crookest place will be made straight. And the glory of the Lord shall reveal itself. And all flesh shall see it. This is our hope. This is the faith I go back to the south with. With this faith, we will be able to shoot out a mountain of despair. A stone of hope. With this faith, we'll be able to transform the jagging discord of our nation to a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we'll be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day when all God's children will be able to sing with new meaning, my country, Tisafee. Sweet land of liberty, of D.I.C., land where my father died, land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside, let freedom reign. And if America is to be a great nation, it must be true. So let freedom ring from the prestigious hilltop of New Hampshire. Let freedom ring from the mighty mountains of New York. Let freedom ring from the heightens of Allegheny, Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped of Rocky, Colorado. Let freedom ring from the carved slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain, Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain, Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and every molehill of Mississippi, from every mountain, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring. And when this happens, when we allow freedom to ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men, white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last. 
a free at last. Thank you. And welcome to the Primetime Power Show right here live on Primetime Power Radio featured on the TuneIn and Radio Line apps. Just search for Primetime Power Radio. We're also streaming tonight on PrimetimePowerShow.com as well as PrimetimePowerRadio.com. I want to give thanks to our supporter, the O Insurance Group, LLC. They offer some great services for all your health and life insurance needs. You can give the O Insurance Group a call at 844-585-8436 or you can visit their website at OInsuranceGroup.com. I want to thank everyone tonight for joining Join us right here on Primetime Power Radio for the Paul Earthquake More Tribute Show, officially number 315 of the Primetime Power Show. And to be honest with you, it's been a um, very difficult time here on the Primetime Power Show. And obviously, we, we truly miss the man himself, Paul Earthquake Moore. He was just such a steady presence for our team. He had that instant energy that he brought each and every time for each and every show. He always had new ideas to share and he never ran out of being creative and being unique in so many ways, whether it was a presentation he was going to do or just for the overall show. So Quake was just a great person to be around. And I know if any of you knew him personally out there, you know what I'm talking about. And even working together with him to create this product that you hear right now that ultimately developed into something that was actually nothing really to now becoming something special. It's just wonderful to see where we were and now where we are today. And a big credit to that was all due to Earthquake himself. So Earthquake had a tremendous impact, not only on our individual lives, but on the primetime power show and what it molded to be as well. He had that ability to just lift you up even when you were down and even if you wasn't so sure. He had that ability to just make you feel good. And one of the things I loved about him the most is that he just made you want to be a better person overall. So the I, I think finally of all the, the fellowships and the and the times that we had together, whether it was on air or whether it was off the air during commercial breaks which was classic moments and very uh wonderful times that will always have fond forever memories for me personally and it's something that I'm always going to keep in my heart. But before we uh, proceed further, I did want to share arrangement details that uh, we were made aware of through social media pertaining to Paul Earthquake Moore. For those that may not have gotten the information, uh, first and foremost, there's going to be two viewings. The first will be a walkthrough viewing tomorrow, Friday, January 22nd at the Francis Funeral Home. And that's located at 5201 Whitby Avenue in Philadelphia, PA 19143. And the time of that walkthrough viewing will be from 6 to 8 p.m. And then on Saturday, the next viewing will be Saturday, January 23rd at the New Fellowship Missionary Baptist Church. And that's located at 7001 Woodland Avenue in Philadelphia, PA 19142. And the time of the viewing will be from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And then following 11 a.m. is going to be a private service just for the family. Uh, more details in relation to the public. I'm sure it's going to be unveiled, but we just wanted to share what we knew thus far tonight right here on the Primetime Power Show. And the, the interment will be on Monday, January 25th, 2021. And the cemetery location is the Washington Crossing National Cemetery, which is located in Newtown, PA 18940, which is a uh, military cemetery. So I just wanted to relay that information out before we proceeded, before we moved on, so people are aware. And as I mentioned, 
Um, if you're connected through social media, looks like that's the best way to obtain information. Um, so stay tuned in regards to any updates and changes that may take place. So just to give some background from our perspective, one of the things about this show is that Earthquake was just such a big inspiration and he was one of the driving forces of the origin of the Primetime Power Show. And we go all the way back to April 2014 and I never forget this moment because Earthquake, he approached me after a church service and at the time we were at New Fellowship and we were both serving as reverends and he came up to me and he said, May, because he always called me by my last name. I'd never heard this man ever call me by my first name, but at least he knew one of my names, right? <laughs> so he he came up to me he was like may i got offered a radio slot on a radio station and i think we should just do a show and i responded back to him i said a show about what i'm like i had no idea had had no concept i i was very inexperienced in this area so I, you know i was taken aback by what what he said that was presented to him and that he wanted to quickly in, include me to be a part of it and you know once i was like a radio show about what he responded back and said well man you'll figure it out and and after he said that he turned around and just strode away and just left me standing there. So I was just standing by myself there. And I remember we're right after the church service. And I'm thinking like, wait a minute, hold up. What, what just happened? He just hit me with something. And I have no idea how to make this work or how it goes. And I have no knowledge of it. But you know, the thing about Earthquake that I always noticed about him, for some reason, he always believed in me enough that whatever he wanted to do and produce out, he felt like that I had the capability to be able to be that assistant, be that partner to be able to deliver it. So he basically gave me a blank canvas and we didn't have any show concept. Obviously, we didn't have no direction in the type of show that we wanted to produce and create. I mean, absolutely nothing. So, you know, I really believe and he showed me so many times and that's why I feel so blessed for him to be a part of our lives right here on the Primetime Power Show, I believe at times he even had more confidence in me than I even had in myself. And that's just an awesome and wonderful thing. So as the story moved on in regards to how we started the Primetime Power Show, so, so months go by because we didn't start right away. Now remember I said April 2014, so months will go by. And obviously, we're still serving in ministry. And every so often, Quick would follow up with me about the radio show, checking in, say, hey, May, you know, did you think about it yet? Did you come up with something yet? And and I always knew deep down inside that Quick wanted to run with that thing like right away. Like when he told me about it, he wanted to do it the next week. But I told him, you know, at that time in the beginning, I was like, hey, you know, I need, need some time to kind of come up with a concept, a format. I need a way to figure it out. And I also had some challenges personally as well. I was trying to get resolved and get schedules adjusted and the thing about it is I was telling them it's going to take some time and and I had to figure out a way to to put it all together now remember what I said zero experience we just had the opportunity and Quake was probably the only one that at least had some media exposure because of his many endeavors that he's done for the community and his outreach opportunities that he had so after several months came about, we approached uh, Pastor Penn, who is still a current radio personality. We're going to hear from him later tonight on the show uh, in regards to this tribute tonight for Quake. But we came to Pastor Penn. Pastor Penn was interested. So now we had three of us. So we was like, okay, it's myself, it's, it's Earthquake, and it's Pastor Penn. So we at least knew that much in regards to what we would be able to offer for the show. So as we all began to talk and ideas began to formulate, and then we eventually 
eventually secured a radio slot on Spiritual Vibe Radio. And then the journey was actually about to begin. But a week prior to that, before our debut, myself and Quake and Pastor Penn, I remember us gathering at my house. We was in my dining room and I set everything up, all the mics and, you know, What's interesting enough is that even though I never did a radio show, I had all the equipment because at the time I thought I could, you know, make beats and I was going to be recording and producing. So I had all this stuff that was collecting dust because I never had time to really get into it. So strangely enough, I had mixers, I had microphones, I had computers, everything that we needed to at least do a mock show and kind of get our feet wet and see how we're going to flow, you know, who's going to go first, second, third, etc. So the whole process just kind of came amazingly well together in a rapid amount of time. So we did the mock run and, you know, we all came ready. We, we had our segment names by then. Um, Earthquake came up with What You Need to Know. That's his segment name. Obviously, my show is Uplift Today segment. And Pastor Penn at the time, Shekhar Ministries, which he was the pastor of. So that was the basis of the segment that we were going to do three segments for the start of the first show of the Prime Time Power Show. So we we were ready. We, we said, hey, we're going to take the plunge. And then September 7th, 2014, the first show of the Primetime Power Show aired not on Thursday nights like we do now at 7 p.m., but actually we started on Sunday nights at 7 p.m. at Spiritual Vibe Radio, and they had a studio located at 4th and South at the time. So the funny thing about the first show is that I did my segment, and I'm going to be honest, y'all, I was like super nervous, but I got through it. You know, it, it it didn't sound too awful when I when I heard it again. But after my segment, which was the first segment, we took a commercial break. The producer who was helping us out at the time at the studio said, hey, you know, he said, I think you guys are doing all right. Um, I think you're good. So he gets up and leave. So remember, none of us have experience. So he leaves. Now someone has to produce the show. And, you know, of course, Quake looked at me. So I quickly had to jump in the seat. Now, fortunately, I was kind of looking at what the producer was doing, you know, as far as clicking the buttons and the transition and changing the decks and clicking the button for the mic. So literally right after our commercial break, I became the producer of the Primetime Power Show. Now, my initial thought was I was just going to be a radio personality only. I was going to share a word. I was going to share some small business tips, you know, things that would be helpful and knowledgeable to our audience. But I quickly had to put on the hat of producer. So we survived the first show. And then from there, we just kept going on and on and on. So the thing about our show is very early, we had success. Quake just has a great ability. He's a wonderful people person, as you all know out there. He was able to get Milton Street. He was able to get Lynn Abraham early. We got WDAS, legendary radio personality, Gary Shepard. Patrice Hawthorne, state senators, and just all type of leaders and, and entrepreneurs and businessmen. And Quake was just able to get people to come to our show to conduct interviews on his segment, What You Need to Know. So it was just a whole array of individuals that, that came on to share their works and their great stories. And Quake was just natural at being able to get someone to come to our show for an interview and to dialogue with them as well. And, and so we were on Spiritual Vibe Radio for about 40 shows. And then what happened is the day before our 41st show, we got a call indicating that Spiritual Vibe Radio studio was closing down on a Saturday. Now, keep in mind, we promoted our show all week, which was going to air on Sunday. So a day before, we found out that the studio would be closing. So initially, obviously, we thought like, uh-oh, 
this is a problem. And we probably thought that, you know what? It was a good run. 40 shows. We improved. We got better. The show started sounding more polished. Uh, we, you know, we, we really dedicated and really put a lot of effort into the show. And we really began to mold as personalities. So I asked the team, I said, well, I guess, you know, should we stop the show or should we continue on? And you know who the one that spoke up first, right? It was Earthquake. Earthquake looked at me and said, hey, you know, I, we need to keep doing the show. And also, Pastor Penn also was in agreement as well. And he looked at me, and he just simply says this. And I and I always remember. He said, May, make it happen. And that was it. So, it, it was always something about Earthquake. When, when he gave me a charge, so to speak, I felt empowered. I felt like I had the capability. Even if I didn't have it at the time. Even if I didn't have the tools to be able to do it. I, I just felt like after he believed in me that I would be able to come up with a way to make it happen. And the beauty of this story is, even though we found out the day before, what I did right away after we talked about it, I informed the team and we knew what was going on. I remember spending that day all day and all night. I'm researching, I'm trying to figure out how do you stream a radio show online? We already had primetimepowershow.com because we was leveraging that for marketing and advertising purposes. And I knew from other websites, they were streaming on their websites, you know, their audio, their radio, shows so by the time the next morning begun you know i updated the team and let them know i said hey i figured out a way for us to stream our show i remember um setting up a, a studio inside my house and then by the time we got to our show show number 41 sunday at 7 p.m the next show that was going to be live we were ready to produce our show on our own and from there, we became independent. From there, we really began to brand and really begin to mold the show for what you hear now, which is the Primetime Power Show. So the thing about this platform, though, that was, was very important for Earthquake, he was extremely passionate about the Primetime Power Show. He gave his money. He gave his time. He gave his energy. He gave his all. And one of the things that he used on this particular media platform, he promoted a lot of his great events to help the community and many of us know quake out there he's a awesome community activist he's done so many events whether it was uh walks for peace whether it was the mlk reenactment march whether it was the annual turkey run and giveaway to feed families and needs whether he dressed up as community clause to bless families and kids with gifts so many endeavors that he focused on and he used this platform as well to be a help and support and a promotion to it and that's one of the things that we're really proud of here on the primetime power show as well is that not only did this start as just a show for just three individuals to be able to share and to be able to give to the audience but it also became a, a tool to be able to use to help him and his many many endeavors as well and we know all about earthquake you know he's a reverend as well he recently got ordained not too long ago and but also the thing that some people may not know that he was a very dynamic radio personality on the primetime power show. And this show has broadcast weekly. So six plus years, he dedicated himself to the primetime power show. He was really passionate about it. And he was a big part and a big reason why our show progressed and it became a bigger and bigger and more known and recognized thing. And many times, as y'all notice how quick, if, if you see him in a video and he's doing a promo, a lot of times he represents 
represented us with the with the banner. He always had the banner around. I remember I, I told Quick, I said, "Man, I gotta get you a new banner. You done wore that banner out to the point where you know it's, it's not looking white anymore." But he was just so involved. He was so proud to be a part of the Primetime Power Show, and he was just a wonderful asset, a wonderful person to be affiliated with, to be associated with. And I'm I'm truly glad, personally, and I'm sure as I talk to my um, counterparts later on. Tonight, we're going to hear from Dr. Christina Williams, and we're also going to hear from Reverend Dr. Leroy Pennington. We're also going to play you um, some segments that um, Earthquake uh, conducted in regards to his segment, What You Need to Know, so you can get a feel and an idea, especially for those that may have not known about the Primetime Power Show, just to let you know more about who he was and what his interests were. So I just wanted to share that. Um, you know, I, I may have rambled a little bit, so I apologize. I do thank everyone for listening and hearing me out, but you know, he was just such a wonderful person to be affiliated with and you know I know personally I'm, I'm really going to miss him I know when I first found out about the news initially I, w- I was devastated and I was working and, and and it really affected my day and you know even even to the where I am tonight I'm just trying to get some strength to go on with the show but you know I still haven't really felt quite the same something is missing and I know that it's him and I just wanted to share my thoughts also or the rest of our team are going to share their thoughts tonight and I just wanted to let people know from our perspective um, how much we love and how much we embrace the man himself, affectionately known as the people champ, Paul Earthquake Moore. So what we're going to do at this time, we're going to take a break on the Primetime Power Show. We're going to play a few of our uh, commercials, and we're also going to play the song that he requested the most on the Primetime Power Show, which was Teddy Pendergrass, Wake Up Everybody. So we're going to take a break. We're going to play that. And on the other side, we're going to come back with more in regards to the Paul Earthquake More Tribute Show right here on the Primetime Power Show on Primetime Power Radio. We'll be right back in a few moments. Primetime Power Show Live. Prime Time Power Show. Prime Time Power Show, baby. Prime Time Power Show. That's right. Radio that uplifts, inspires, encourages, and informs. It's the Prime Time Power Show on Prime Time Power Radio. Are you looking for technology support that can assist you with your web, computer, and business needs? MateWorks provides professional solutions that can help you with whatever need that you have. With a wealth of experience and technical know-how, rest assured that MateWorks can deliver on fulfilling your requirements. Learn more about MateWorks by going to their website at MateWorks.com. MateWorks is also available on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. So give us a call today at 484-466-5460. Once again, that's 484-466-5460 if you would like to discuss service options or if you are ready to start today. MateWorks, working for your success since 2000. You are now listening to Primetime Power Radio on the TuneIn Radio app, also streaming on PrimetimePowerShow.com and PrimetimePowerRadio.com. 
Did you know that the Primetime Power Show can now be heard via podcast? Many different platforms available, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, many, many applications that support the podcast feature. Just check out the Primetime Power Show. All you got to do is search. Once you find us, add us as a favorite. That will give you a notification on your device, and you'll know when the Primetime Power Show is available for you to listen. Once again, check out the Primetime Power Show on podcast today. Are you looking for an opportunity to add your podcast, media, or radio show to Primetime Power Radio? We offer slot times to broadcast your content live on our radio station. Primetime Power Radio is available as a radio station on the TuneIn Radio app and also streams on PrimetimePowerRadio.com. Get heard by your audience and establish a presence on the radio. Just go to PrimetimePowerRadio.com and click on the Join Primetime Power Radio link to learn more. Broadcast was in you today. Insurance Group LLC specializes in health and life insurance services that cater to meeting your needs. The O Insurance Group LLC specializes in health insurance assistance such as Medicare education, medical advantage plans, Medicare supplement plans, prescription drug plans, dental vision, group health insurance, and Affordable Care Act. The O Insurance Group LLC also specializes in life insurance assistance such as final expense, term life, whole life, universal life, and variable universal. Interested in getting the help you need now? For more information, call Sharita Odoms at 1-844-585-THEO or 1-844-585-8436. The O Insurance Group LLC, health and life insurance done with you in mind as we change one life, one day at a time. Catch all the hair, but they don't 
Back to the Primetime Power Show right here, live on Primetime Power Radio. Paul Urquhart Moore Tribute Show, show number 315. And one of the things that we know about Earthquake is that he was known as the people's champ. But I used to always joke with him and say, hey, you the promo king. Because let me tell you one thing about Earthquake. He had the ability on the spot, on the fly, to just cut a promo that the WWE would be proud of. So I thought it would be great just to hear a few of his promos that he conducted over the years in relation to the many great community outreach endeavors that he embarked on. Take a listen. We need you to make a donation. We need you to be a part of it. We need you to make this happen. We need to feed 200 families for Thanksgiving. That equates to roughly a family of 10,000. We're two or three gap. He's in the midst of it all. So we need you. We need you to make a donation. I'd like to welcome you. He's with Mike Patrol, one of the main men. Don't go around you want to walk away. We need you. Come out and be a part of it. Make it happen. What's his name? His name is Jesus. We just asking you to give. We're not asking for a whole lot. We just asking you to give. 
where's my Will Smith at? Okay. Get off the phone, Will. <laughs> so tell all your friends, tweet this out. Do what you gotta do. We need your help. And we need to make it happen. You know, you can make it happen. Hey, listen, I'm down here on South Street, but the Bible talks about Matthews 28, 19, 20. Tell the goodness of me. Go out there and share the joy. But listen, God gave us a great commission. Help those in need. That's why on November 15th and 16th, we have a 24-hour camp food at Island and Woodland Avenue. 24 straight hours. 15th and 16th. That's a Saturday and Sunday for those who don't know. Also, the following week on the 22nd, we're doing a one-man jogathon for Neville Willis to Island Avenue. But we need turkeys. We need kangaroos. We need your support. More information, call 215-385-2696. And if you're a runner, come out on the 22nd and bring a turkey. Hey, God commissioned us to do this. That's your job. Bless all of you. Peace. I need your help. The Primetime Power Show needs your help. We trying to help families down in Louisiana. We don't want to call them victims or like that, but they are floods down there. They took a lot of people out. And listen, we need your help. And for more information, call 215-385-2696 or contact the Primetime Power Show at primetimepowershow.com. We need all the items we get. We need a truck. We need clothing. We need items. We need to take that stuff down there. We need your business to help us out. Help us. We'll we'll take your banner with us. Oh, matter of fact, I got the Eagle shirt on. We need your help too. Peace. Hey, listen, with agencies and budget crisis and stuff, social agencies are laying off people. People are hungry. The holidays are coming. We want to feed 300 families, 300 baskets, 300 turkeys. We want to feed these families. Guess what? On November 14, 2015, at 12 p.m., we're having a 24-hour camp food thon That means it's going to end the next day at 12 p.m. And on that Saturday, which is the 21st, 2015, we're going to have a celebrity turkey run down Woodland Avenue at the Island Avenue store. That's what we're going to end up at. But we need your help to make this happen. Let's feed these families. Make a donation. Go to the webpage, heartearthquakemore.com, or call 215-385-2696. We need you in the place. We need you to be out there. You got talent? Can you sing? Can you tap dance? Can you do all that? We need celebrities to come out. We need ordinary people to come out and make a difference. Drop a can good off. Oh, by the way, don't give me the ones you had in your basement for a long time. Let's be some people for real. God bless you all. The Bible says help those that are poor. You heard what the Pope said. Let's do what we gotta do. Let's feed those families. Peace. Hey, listen. Next week will be a great week. We having a foodathon, Island and Woodland Avenue, the Island Avenue Market. Yes, I need your support from 12 noon. That's my right. you know today is Saturday, the 12th, November the 12th. That's when we having it to the 13th, 24 straight hours. I need you to come down to eat some canned goods, some turkeys, no inspired stuff. I need you stuff and right. You know, and I need you. Let's support the Primetime House. Support our community. Come on down. I know I got this ego gear on. But I need your help. We might not have won the game, but we can win the call to beat families out there. Peace. Why I'm running. I'm gonna tell you why. Simple fact is, on November 19th, 11 a.m., that's right, 
different women. I'm doing this jogathon down Woodland Avenue to help those families in need for Thanksgiving. I need the military. Anybody can run to join me. But you got to bring a donation, monetary or turkey. But I need your support. Come on out there and run with me. Celebrity turkey run. Do you know a celebrity? Are you one? Do you look like one? Come on out. Bring the money. Bring the donation. Come on out. Let's do some fans for Thanksgiving. The goal is 100 baskets. Let's try to reach it. May God bless you. Peace. The one and only Paul Earthquake Moore. So what we want to do at this time, we actually want to share a segment. As I mentioned, the name of his segment was What You Need to Know right here on the Primetime Power Show. We're going to take you back to show number 241. He had his interview with comedian Malcolm Hill, one of his favorites. He had him on our show numerous times for an interview, and we thought it would be fitting to play this interview at this time. Take a listen. On here today, that's what I'm saying. This man has been around for a long time, and he's been in Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, that's what he told me. I'm just saying. But what I'm saying is, this, that's my man. Uh, how did you get started? That's first of all, Malcolm Hill, and, and, and talk to me. And I mentioned to you something. We're gonna talk about that. What I okay. talked to you about yesterday. Right, right, right. How did you get started? Talk to me before you walk to me. <laughs> I never just uh, came right on like that, but first of all, I want to get a shot of my man's uh, shirt, the security guard shirt. I've never what seen. What you trying to say, is, man? On, the people got to see what's going on here. Okay. The got to see the, the security. Uh huh. The, the security guard uh-huh. at the radio station, so you know what type of station we got. When you got to have a security guard at the station. <laughs> okay. That's, what, that's what okay. we working with here. Well, but but, but um, how did I get started? Yeah, but well, hold. But we got Miss Christina. One oh, Miss Christina. Miss Christina. Beautiful radio. Christina. How you doing, Miss Christina? I'm great. How are you? All right. Okay. All right, Miss Christina. You got that? You single? That's a single sound. Uh, I'm great. That's a I'm single uh, sound. Yes, the way she said that. When she say, I'm great. She's single. That means she know I'm single and she knows she's ready. But what about our producer, though? What about the producer? I'm just saying. I don't care if you say. Why are you talking about what about the producer? So he try don't 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 take the bait, man. Okay. Do your interview, man. Do your interview on him again, like you said. I got on him before. I didn't. You that's my home. You don't do that. It's about to be the Malcolm Hill segment. Oh, you about to fight? You about to fire? him on the spot <laughs> so how'd you get started sir how did i get started into mm-hmm. comedy well it started when i was actually when i was a kid mm-hmm. and what happened all right i, mean, I got left out in, 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 in high school what grade right. we're not going to talk about that wow. okay all right. but i was left right out. To it. yeah okay. and uh when i was in elementary school i realized that i couldn't do the work and i'm like why are these kids doing the work and i wasn't able to do the work mm-hmm. so i started cutting up started just making people laugh and i realized that man i'm really good at making people laugh so i've been doing it like at a very young age you know a lot of people do comedy because they want to make money or their cousins tell them they're funny i literally been mm-hmm. like from day one you know what i mean and then i was working at a children's hospital and i used to go into the cafeteria like at 11 o'clock mm-hmm. and then it was like after a while everybody was coming in the cafeteria at 11 o'clock and it was like yo you are hilarious we got to take you down to the Laugh House. Mm-hmm. Didn't know nothing about what the Laugh House was. Went down to the Laugh House. Get down there. Everybody from my job in there. There's over like 100 some people in there, right? <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. serious. This is real. they tell you. And um, I got on stage. and But I was, I was like, well, what am I going to do? They said, well, just talk about some of the stuff that you talk about in the cafeteria. So I didn't know. I just went up there and just was just talk, talk, talking. And it was like, you know, it was crazy. But then it was like. I got nervous. I'm like, man, I'm standing in front of 250 people. Whoa, and I got okay. scared, right? And, and I would never forget, somebody told me, 
when you get on stage, don't look into the spotlight. It was this big spotlight. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I stared into the spotlight. That's like looking into a, a, a light bulb and then looking into a dark room. <laughs> you can't see nothing, right? Okay. So I couldn't see nothing. And I was like, man, this is crazy. So I was about to get off stage. But luckily, back then, I was making a little money. I was sharp. And some girl said, go ahead, baby. You look good. Stay up there. If she didn't say that, mm-hmm. I would have never experienced that again. It was crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I would have never went back up there again because, like, I, I could talk and be crazy in front of people. But when when that music is playing mm-hmm. and the music cut off uh-huh. and the room is dead silent, uh-huh. you don't know the experience. See, everybody think they're funny. Everybody, oh, man, my cousin needs to be a comedian and all that. When that music stopped. And people done paid twenty five, thirty dollars, mm-hmm. and it, they, these ain't your homies, these ain't your cousins. It's a whole different ball game, man. Wow. So, yeah. so has it came, have it came to a point where though that you say that you, I'm not doing this. I want to give. Up. I don't want to do this no more. And then you said to yourself, No. Okay. So you, so you never got that frustration. No, 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 no. I realized um, when they hand me the mic, I just turned into a whole different person. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like right now, we can't. You know, go into a different place here because this is a this is a positive. Okay, I'm more close to the Richard Pryor. Okay, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay, but um, no, I never had the feeling that that I wanted to stop doing it because I feel as though once I'm on stage, that's where I'm supposed to be. Okay, I asked you yeah. a question yesterday, mm-hmm. right? We right. talked for a little bit, and I asked you a question. I said, "Well, how do you feel about Kevin Hart?" Right? <laughs> and you said, "I totally wouldn't know, and I'm better than him." <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just repeat what you said. Right? Don't repeat on air what I said. Now, uh, the stuff uh, I told you uh, in the drug, you ain't. Well, did you tell him about you? You tried to buy a dime bag of weed? Did you say that on that air? Did you put that up? You bring it up what I said. Okay. That's okay. what you said. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, asked yeah. me for some weed <laughs> and some cocaine. That's what okay. you said. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you want to put me out there? If what I said about Kev, well, I'm trying I'm to make. You I'm trying to make you a big hey, star. No, I don't want to be no big star. Okay. You hear that I uh, said I'm better than him. I won't be a star. Okay. Yeah? But but my question, <laughs> my question to you is how I know y'all run into a lot. You run into a lot of comedians that you yeah. grew up with, especially from Philly. Right. How do you feel about these comedians in Philly? But of course you got to be number one. You got to feel I'm number one. That you got to think positive. But how do you I don't feel? Think, I, I believe. You know. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. So have you have you been on stage with any of these individuals like the Kevin Hart, the other people in the hood, or whatever? Mm-hmm. How is it working with these guys? You know what's so crazy about well Kevin Hart, right? It's like amazing because we used to go to open mic night together, me and him, and he he didn't have two dollars in his pocket. Wow. But what it was is I didn't realize you can make millions of dollars from doing this. I just was doing it because. It was just easy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I didn't know it was worth millions of dollars. So open mic night was on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all these other rooms that you see now. It was just everybody was at the Laugh House. Teray, Buckwild, Denny Live, you know, Mike Blackston, Charles Walden. It was those type of people, Kevin Hart, all in one room. So mm-hmm. you can imagine how funny that was, right? Right, right. So <laughs> but every Wednesday it was it was open mic night. So when Wednesday came around, I'm realizing Kev is very, very good. Every week he's good. But I didn't know that you can go to New York Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And by the time he came back on Wednesday, this guy was like a star. And I'm like, wow, this dude is very good. He really taking this serious. Well, he took it to me more serious than everybody else in in comedy and in, in entertainment. I mean, the guy is very mm-hmm. serious about what he's doing. And it's amazing. And it's amazing to watch how somebody can come from nothing to like that. Mm-hmm. A, he's not a star he's like a superstar you know what I'm saying and I remember <laughs> I remember um, they was having this show he had just did Soul Plane and he was having this show right Okay. and I was asking could I um, open for him and they was like cool you can open for him whatever whatever right it was at 7th uh, Arch I think it was called Brave New World okay and he now he was late 
So I came there to get in. The lady wouldn't let me in. She's like, well, your name ain't on the flyer. So I'm standing outside. I had to wait for one of them to come get me, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, fine. That's cool. They went to go get Kev. Kev was at the hotel. He was late. He comes back from the hotel. Now, by that time, it's crowded outside and everything. When he came back, security guard with a real security shirt <laughs> is backing me up, telling me to back up so this man can come through here. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, man, this dude, who, you know what I mean? This dude is a star. That's like right now, you talking to me, and then tomorrow they're telling you, back up. You know what I'm saying? You got to back up because uh, Malcolm's coming through. You'd be like, man, that's Malcolm. I don't give a damn about this. No, back up. You need to back up. Uh-huh. And for somebody to become a star, a superstar, like that is is like amazing, and um. Okay. So that's what wow. you. We, we ain't gonna never get to that level. That level won't be matched, in my opinion. Again. But how long does it take to get to that level? Is it years? Is it months? Or it depends on the, <laughs> the level of talent. It ain't got. It's it, everybody. It's a lot of funny people. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's dudes that's funnier than him. You know what I'm saying? It's not about that. It's about who's helping you, what type of team you got with you, who's supporting what you're doing, mm-hmm. and and um who they want. You know what I'm okay. saying? They might want. A short guy that's talking about he's so short and I'm so scared and all that. That's you know that was his gimmick, you know in the beginning. I'm so short and now he now he's all about my kids can't you know whatever right. Mm-hmm. But when he first started, it was like his name first name was Little Kev the Bastard, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so he had to change that to Little Kev. Okay. And now he's Kevin Hart and I ain't gonna never change that. But he was Little Kev the Bastard and it was all about how he's so small and how he can sit on a chair and his feet swing on the chair <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Okay. It was working. And he shot right to the top with that wow. gimmick. Wow. With that gimmick. And now, you know, now his thing is uh, my kids and, you know, stuff like that. But, you know. Have you ever ran into Eddie Griffin and all those guys? Yeah, I ran into, I ran into, a, <laughs> ran into a lot of guys. You know what I mean? Um, okay. John Witherspoon and, you know, everybody. But at the time, I just was just doing stand-up. I didn't know that I should have Got these guys' numbers. Should have kept in contact with them. I just, I used to, I'm telling you, if anybody can tell you, I used to get on stage. Mm-hmm. I used to get on stage and go right straight home. Right after I get off stage. Uh-huh. I literally would get on stage and then go home. So they wouldn't give you no point. Is that- <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that. It was like, I thought that just doing stand-up, making people laugh, and go home. I didn't understand the business part of it of, like, if I, if I do a show, if I do well, if I stand around, people are gonna book me. Okay. I used to be. People would call me on the phone after I get off stage and be like, "Malcolm, some people want to talk to you." I said, "Well, I'm home in the bed." It's like, "No, they trying to book you." And all the rest of the comedians would stay there and they would get the shows. Wow. But I would literally get off stage, go straight home, get in the bed because I felt as though, okay, this is what I'm make people laugh. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the business part of it. You know what I'm saying? It's a business. You know, people. You know, Instagram, well, now it's Instagram and Facebook and all that, but back then it wasn't none of that. Mm-hmm. So you had your little card, you pass out your card and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's 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 it's, it's rough. <laughs> so how's, how's the business now? I mean, like you said, it's rough. But how's it now? I mean, are you getting people calling you like, Matt, when you, I know you did something at the... Uh, Name the neighborhood festival with the senator thing, right? Right, right. right. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you were oh, good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You did, the, you know. You, I mean, right. you, you everywhere, you right, know? right? Right. So you're doing your thing, right? You know, um, and you give it back to the community. That's what I like. Of you course, know, you, of you course. didn't forget about the community. Of I course. like that. And that's, that's when I said, "Oh, I got to get this guy." Well, <laughs> you know what? I'm glad you. I'm glad you said that, right? You know, I I help people a lot. Like whoever come in contact with me, I'm gonna help them whether they need to find a DJ or a security guard with a security guard shirt on, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I help people, so <laughs> that shirt. Him sitting there with that shirt on, looking like that security supposed to be in shape. But anyway, you, I'm just okay. Go ahead. I'm just saying. But um, <laughs> but um, 
a lot of people that were successful, to me, in my opinion, don't give back the way they should. Okay. To like I went to Overbrook. To me, if I'm ever made it to another level, the first thing I'm going to do is, you know, redo try to do something for the school. Whether it's getting the football team uniforms or the basketball team. So a lot of people came through there, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that don't really support what's going on. Well, do you have a conversation among fellow comedians in regards to that aspect, giving back to the community or coming together collectively to, you know, develop a project that's going to have some impact, particularly in the areas where we grew up. Right. You know, like North Philly, South Philly, right. West Philly. Right. Like, that's a way to give back directly. Right. You know, I mean, do, is it conversations with that or usually it's kind of an in- independent process? <laughs> I'll just say it's, a, it's an independent process. I mean, it's comedians that get together and try to do things, you know what I'm saying? But in my opinion, when you make it to a certain level, you're supposed to try to help everybody that you come in contact with. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially me coming from Overbrook High School, mm-hmm. I, you know what I'm saying? If I make it, I mean, I would try to do what I could do now, but that's, you know, to me, minimal. But if I was making it to a certain level that certain people that came through there has made, the mm-hmm. team is supposed to have new uniforms. The football team is supposed to have new Basketball team is supposed to have all silver sneaks, something. You see what I'm saying? And a lot of these people that y'all support has, in my opinion, hasn't done with... Nothing. No. You supposed to... Wow. Like, when I went there one time, I went back there again to visit the school. And they would give me a walkthrough and everything. And when I went into the assembly, I looked up and I see the piece of paint that was hanging down that I used to sit there and look at. And I used to say, darn, that piece of paint is about to fall down. Mm -hmm. It hits me in the head. So when I went back, that piece of paint is still hanging there. Whoa. So I'm like, wow. People don't give back to where they came from. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I don't just do comedy just to, you know, to, to make people laugh or whatever. I'm do to try to help everyone that I come in contact with. I like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's ain't. I'm here for a mission. I'm here for a reason. Yeah, for me. How's the yeah. family, by the way? It's good. 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 I have uh, one daughter, Anaya. You okay. know what I mean, so okay. she's good. She's good. She's in college first year. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Turn my mic up. Follow up question in regards to how do you protect yourself? Because you know some people may try to use your fame and, and and your recognition, you know, to take advantage of you to get what they want. How do how do you combat that? How do you deal with that? Has that ever happened to you where you feel like, oh, this person is trying to use me and take advantage of me because of who I am? No, I mean, it's, I understand this is a business. Everybody yeah. is going to try to link up. The, like he was asking me, how do you get to the top or whatever? Everybody is linking up to the next person to try to get stuff done. So yeah. I understand it now that this is a business. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. When I first started, I thought every comedian is friends and we all get yeah. along and we yeah. all, you know what I mean? Because we're just making people laugh. But it's coworkers. But this is coworkers. Yeah. <laughs> like at your job. Yeah. Like it's people yeah. that don't like the fact that you on the mic. Yeah, and they're okay. doing the same thing you're doing, right? Because it's competition. It's, yeah. it's it's a competition, but it, but to them they act like it's not. I'm not in, me personally. I'm not in competition with nobody but myself. Mm-hmm. I don't believe to me. I don't believe there's nobody going to be better than me. You see what yeah, I'm saying? Right. So I don't care if you do good because mm-hmm. I'm I believe I'm going to do well as at the same time. So yeah. both of us can do well. We're not somebody a, a comedian once told me a long time ago. He said two singers can sing a song at the same time, but only a comedian can be on stage at one time. Ooh. So. He wants the same. When you see how the people was clapping for you, mm-hmm. he want that same feeling. Okay. So he don't want you to succeed. Mm-hmm. So a lot of <laughs> a lot of people when they used to host, like you, I, if I'm hosting the show, I can make you do well mm-hmm. by the way I bring you on stage. 
Okay. I can say coming to the stage, this brother has been all over the country. He's one of the funniest guys. You know, start getting loud. Or I can say, coming to the stage, give it up for Kevin and walk away. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So now you walking because I realized that because it happened to me. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I remember one time <laughs> this comedian, right? He wanted me to fail. It was jam packed and he was hosting the show. And he was like, All right, y'all, y'all ready for the next comedian? All right, his name is Malcolm. And he walked away. Nobody was clapping. You can literally hear my shoes walking across. Wow. <laughs> right? So I said, oh, these people want you to bomb. Mm-hmm. But these, I thought we was friends. No, it's not friends. It's, 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 a, it's, um, it's a business. It's, yeah, you see what I'm saying? It's, it's yeah, very much personal. It's just a business. Right. But know? me, when I bring you on, I'm going to bring you on like you're the baddest thing in the world. Because mm-hmm. you know what? I don't care. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I believe I'm the best. As simple as that. Has any uh, TV producers or TV shows or anybody come to you with like, hey, listen, we need you to do this sitcom, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. What is crazy about that, right? A comedian, I'm going to tell you, a comedian named Denny Live told me years ago, he said, Malcolm, Philadelphia comedians don't stick together. And I'm like, what do you mean? He said, think about it. We've been doing comedy for like 18 years, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. When have you ever seen everybody get together and do one movie? Or get together and do one sitcom. I said, "Damn, you're right." Mm-hmm. Everybody talking about you know we 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 with each other and we together. No, he said there will never be a movie with all the comedians in Philadelphia together at one time. Wow! And I said that you lying, and mm-hmm. he was right <laughs> because okay. it's individuals, but we still love each other. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna, I'm not going to say that everybody love each other. Everybody, you know, what I'm saying we love each other, but for some reason. It's a competition. I could ask you, do they have battles with the comedians? <laughs> you know, they always have battle with the rappers. You know, well, it, it's not, uh, it's not battles, mm-hmm. but it's just everybody's trying to outdo the next person. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying for their own confidence. But what okay. I realize is, I can bomb today, but understand that I'm gonna get a state ovation tomorrow. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Okay. So I mean, I'm here for a reason. I can bomb today and know that tomorrow, these same people are gonna gonna love me. You see what I'm saying? So it's not for me to want you to do bad because you can do great today mm-hmm. and then and then tomorrow I'm better than you. And then what it is in, in comedy, it ain't about who's been doing it the longest. Like you can just start and they like what you're doing more than they like what I'm doing because it's just that day that they like what he's saying. Well, you stop right there. We're going to take a pause for the calls. <laughs> we got a commercial break. Who are we sponsored yeah, we by? Break, what, are we sponsored by, what is this? You uh, sponsored by the people's champ. Dollar, dollar Waters? This is, oh, no, no, wait, no, wait. No, no, that's $10 Waters. $10 Waters? Oh, okay. This is a big time, prime time power show. That's right. Sponsored by $10 Waters. All right. We're going to break? Okay, okay. Uh, welcome back to the Primetime Power Show, What You Need to Know. Let's see, we got our special guest comedian, Malcolm Hill. He's been around for a long time. He's been doing a lot in the community. Listen, mm-hmm. and I met him at a community event, yes. a neighbor to neighborhood event, and I just walked up to it him. I said, I said, I know you from somewhere. <laughs> he said, I know you too, but I don't know your name, but I know you. <laughs> right, right, right. And right then and there, it was a good connection because yep. I said, listen, I like what you're doing and stuff like that. And I think right then and there, I had the Primetime Power Show on there. Who's that? Who that? Primetime Who that? Who that? You're not a cop, are you? <laughs> so let's talk. <laughs> You're not an undercover detective. Right, right, right. Yep. So let's talk about um, the, some of the, like the community endeavors you do. And let's talk about uh, some of the producers that's looking at you and, and how much you get paid. No, let's just talk. 
<laughs> Let's just talk about some of your upcoming events. Oh, well, um, I do. Oh, I got a shout out to, like I said, in order to do comedy, you have to have a team. Right. And I got like a team of people uh, that's behind me, uh, Paradigm Shift. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Jackie and Zinga and everybody. Um, Zing Peace. Right, right, right. Everybody. Okay. Um, and they we do uh, like a um, cruise once a year. What? Yeah, yeah. Perform you on this uh, cruise that. ship once a year. Oh, yeah. Y'all, listen, y'all are all invited. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, we got paid for the ticket, though, right? You're saying about that. It's business. This is business. Okay. <laughs> but no, 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 don't worry about it. We got you. I got you on something. But it ain't, might what, not be the cruise. cruise. No, no, no. It ain't going to be the cruise. <laughs> okay. But I got something lined up for you. You ever been to Fairmont Park? Yeah. I got something, a free event for you to be out in front of my party. We'll, okay. we'll talk about that later. Okay. But uh, my team, you know, we do um, they, we do the ski trip, you know, plus, you know, give back to the homeless. I like that. You know what I'm saying? And we do stuff like that. But we, we do, um, matter of fact, I'm going to Bermuda and I'm going to Florida. It's, I'm doing a couple of shows. Florida's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you know, different show, shows all over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we talk. I, I love to see you on GMA. I mean, Good Morning America. I, I really, I like. To, I mean, um, um, right. I like to see you in there. I like to see you on some of these sitcoms. I mean, because you're just as popular as anybody else, man. You need to be on some of these shows. Saturday Night Live. Put in. I mean, because right. that young lady on Saturday Night Live. Uh, you know, and uh, the one that played Ghostbusters. What's her name? Um, that one. I don't know. I don't watch. Okay. It. You don't watch Saturday Night Live? Well, Saturday okay. Night Live is good. Yeah. But you know, but. Uh, and you know, so so I like to see you on some of them sitcoms because you're, you're worthy of it. You don't pay your dues, man. Right. For real. Right. So so any producers out there that know the people's champ and y'all got that millions of dollars, help them out. Put them out there, all right? <laughs> yes. Listen to you this know, man. Help me out. Help me but out, I want to have know. my own. I want to have my own. Actually, my own sitcom. I don't want to be on. You want to do? I your mean, own. I'll do if I if I had to. But I want to do my own sitcom. You okay. know what I mean? With my own my own ideas. Okay. You know what I'm saying so. You know, but I would get you on know, anything. You know what I mean? But I really would like to do my own. Okay. Have you been more involved in skits? You know, that's the big thing on YouTube and social media. Have you been involved in yeah. any type of, uh, you know, creative projects like that? Right. I mean, we, we I filmed, you know, a lot of little skits, you know, yeah. I mean, like Jack Lake Plumber and <laughs> stuff like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, Jack Lake Plumber, but stuff like that. I filmed a lot of little skits. Don't be skits. playing no security guard either. Right, man, right, right. right. I, you, yeah, I, I, saw I, the, I saw the mechanic one. Oh, uh-huh. the mechanic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, the mechanic that, yeah, yeah. that's selling cocaine <laughs> in other people's cars, through other people's cars. He's, he's transferring uh-huh. cocaine through other people's cars. Uh-huh. I did do that. <laughs> a lot of, actually, my skits came up from real life situations like okay. like Jack Lake Plummer for example like my roof was really leaking mm-hmm. called Home Depot found out that you know they do roofs whatever whatever called them mm-hmm. guy came in the house white guy came in the house he came in because I needed an estimate uh-huh. you know what I'm saying so he came in he walked around my house he was looking up at the ceiling he had a suitcase and a computer he set up me $5,000 I said $5,000 so first of all you didn't go up on the roof and even look at the roof. Mm-hmm. So I said, this is a damn skit. I'm looking around for the cameras like, wait a minute, is this real? Are you serious? Uh-huh. Is it not $5,000? And I said, oh, no. And that's what I came up that's- with. Uh, Jack, <laughs> Jack Lake Plumber. But you didn't really show. No, you probably right. right. He, I, I'm waiting for the guy to come up and look at my roof, uh-huh. tell me what's wrong with it. He walked in the living room, $5, in the dining room, and he said it'll be about 5000 And I said, whoa, $5,000? You don't even know what's wrong with my roof. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, get the hell out of my house. I mean, get the... Oh, get the well, heck out of my house. Now. I'm fine. Are we on a tape delay? Can we can we blink it out? We, you live. Yeah, Remember, live. you on live. Oh, we, oh, yeah, we're live on Facebook, too. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need a... <laughs> We need a two-minute delay when I'm on. When I'm on. I'm gonna tell you that right now, so you can cut it out. Yeah, you mean? Well, I didn't mean to say that, but um, you know, a lot of every matter of fact, my comedy comes from real experiences of okay, my life, real life experiences. Like, 
I didn't know when I'm in my father's car, he gets pulled over and they scraping these stickers off of his car. Was he in Delaware County? No, 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 no. The two stickers. The in special the stickers. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. They was two trespasses. <laughs> this is real. So uh-huh. I said, when I got, oh, they scraping the stuff off and he, it was a red one and a yellow one. Uh-huh. And he had them in the windshield. And I'm like, why is the cop scraping? I'm a kid. I don't know no better. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, so when I got older, I said, I need to tell this stuff. On stage, this is okay. real stuff that I really. They were transpassing. Yes, a red one and a yellow one, because at the time it was oh, the month of the. And, yes, this is real stuff. Like oh, when I talk about stuff oh, that really happened in my life, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like really, when my mom used to, uh, you know, we didn't have no, we didn't have much money. My mm-hmm. mom would remember back in the day, your mom would dress you up for Halloween. Yeah. My mom dressed me up as a goose. Mm-hmm. But me and my brothers used to sleep together. It was four of us. I had a piss stain on my. <laughs> I had a piss stain on my ghost shirt. Okay, mm-hmm. on my, I looked. Somebody said, "What is that smell?" I didn't know. I had piss stain. Then <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Go ahead. This is my. I'm telling you, my stand up is real life experiences. Uh-huh. Like my mom, she dressed me up one time for Halloween. She wrapped a towel around my neck, mm-hmm. and she handed me a fork and a spatula, talking about you gonna be kitchen man. I say, ain't no kitchen man superhero. <laughs> Uh-huh. The hell is kitchen man, uh-huh. and and so I tell real stuff about what really happened to me, like and that's what makes it. You can't steal my stuff because my stuff is what okay. really happened in my life. You uh-huh. know what I mean, you kitchen man. I said, who the heck? Ain't no superhero named kitchen man, mom. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's where my comedy comes from. Real okay. life experiences. I don't like. I don't even watch other comedians. Mm-hmm. Like when they on stage, I don't even watch them because I got so much stuff that has happened to me. In my mind That I want to get out mm-hmm. You know A lot of comedians I'm not going to say <laughs> Watch other comedians mm-hmm. Do their Not do their material But do their concepts Do their Yeah the same jam, model same, same The same model cat. Like right. when I first was Everybody used to say You ever go to the Chinese restaurant And knock on the glass yeah, boom, boom, boom. Uh-huh, Hey yeah. Chinese man Come out mm-hmm. Every comedian was doing that You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying Because they was watching each other yeah. I don't want to watch A comedian Because I got so much stuff that I need to get out that has literally happened to me all my life that needs to be so I you, think people need to see how often do you find yourself like stopping your car and like jotting something down on your phone or, or recording something you know just so you won't lose that idea never that's never? why I'm not that's why I didn't get as far as I need to be oh just spontaneous okay. yeah 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 okay, okay. I'll sit there yeah. I'm, I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna be real and I never even said this to no one when I used to go to open mic night I didn't study material mm-hmm. right because I know different things that happened to me that I could just talk about. Um, you see what I'm yeah. saying? So I didn't study. And w- and the reason why I didn't study is mm-hmm. because it would make me nervous all week. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, if, but, I, if yeah. I think about if if it's, th- today is Monday and the, and the show at the Laugh House is Wednesday, all day and night I'm thinking about, man, I'm about to be standing in front of 400 people mm-hmm. and I'm going to be nervous. So I stopped thinking about comedy until Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then when Wednesday come, I'll sit there and be like, okay, I'm going to talk about when my father drove me. I'm going to talk about this, this. And then I go right up and whatever comes in my head just works. And then people, like, people are like, damn, you're a natural. Yeah, because this stuff is real. This, okay. is not, this is not a game. But when I say it, they think I'm lying. But this is this, everything I say on stage, literally, most of it is 100% true. This is our last and final question. Go ahead. Um, Religious-wise. You said that five times. But go ahead. <laughs> this, 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 he said this is the last and final question five times. Okay. Religious. Uh, to, to, well, I'm, I'm talking about the, when you was a kid. Did mom send y'all to church a lot? Yeah, we went to church. We right. went to church. <laughs> What's so funny about that? My father 
literally cussed out the preacher. Mm-hmm. Right? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to us. Yes, right? I didn't know that the preacher and my father were friends in prison at one time. Okay. I'm thinking pastors are just pastors. Mm-hmm. Like they were just born as a pastor. Anyway, pastor on stage. <laughs> oh my God. He's talking about. You shouldn't be sinning. You shouldn't be cheating. You shouldn't be lying. And you shouldn't be. And he pointed to my father. And my father stood up and said, Who the f think you talking to? Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Loop that one. Oh, that's live. We on live? Oh, No, no. Okay. Yeah, we live. I didn't know that them two knew each other's business. And they got into an argument at the church. And I'm like, Wow. So when I got older, I said, You know what? I'm going to talk about some of this stuff that I. My life is crazy. Well, I see. Yes. I listen. <laughs> listen. Listen. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Malcolm Hill, yes. comedian. Yes. Extraordinary. Yes. Thank you very much for yeah. coming on the Primetime oh, yeah. Power My Show. pleasure, man. My listen, pleasure having me. We, we couldn't bleep you out. Oh, y'all can't bleep, bleep me out. So but but before you go, let us know what you're doing, what's right. upcoming for this month, next month, mm. and you know, yeah. any, any summer events. And not next year. So that was one of the classic segments from Paul Earthquake Moore. What we're going to do, we're going to take a break right here on the Primetime Power Show. And we're going to play Lauren Hill. His eye is on the sparrow. And then on the other side, we're going to talk with Dr. Christina Williams, one of our radio personalities that work with Paul Earthquake Moore as well. We'll be right back. I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart feel lonely and long for heaven and home when she I know he watches over me. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. And I know he watches. 
to the primetime power show right here on the paul earthquake more tribute show number 315 of the primetime power show we have on the primetime power line dr christina williams and she does a segment each and every week right here on the primetime power show from a woman's perspective and i wanted to give christina an opportunity to talk about the man himself paul earthquake more christina greetings everybody this is kind of difficult for me to do so i need you to bear with me um, my relationship with Earthquake goes back a long time, way back when we were, uh, when we first decided we were going to do the police chaplain, um, thing. And so from that, he's always been pretty much telling me what I was going to do and what I needed to do. So he would tell me, well, you need to do this and you need to, you need to do this now. Well, what about this? And what about that? So we went through that and then, um, he was always supportive of me, though. Even though he was telling me what to do, he was always supportive, and we would have this back-and-forth argument, back-and-forth. And I'm sure some of you that listen on a constant basis would hear that back-and-forth with us on the air. And that stuff wasn't planned. That's just the way it is. So Earthquake is full of questions. He was full of questions to get answers that he probably knew, but he wanted to see what your perspective was going to be on the same question so that he can put you in a corner and get you. And so, although that happened, he was very interested in the way my career was taking off and where I was going, and he was always interested in the health and the welfare of the community and those that are in the community. Well, to the point where, of course, you know, when we had health fairs and we had all that kind of stuff, that he would always be there. But he was on a primetime power show, and he would call me and say, well, listen, Chris, um, I need you to call in for this. Not, I want you as a guest to come in. I want you to call in. So I will call in whatever you guys were talking about, uh, Derek. I have no idea what it was. But in any case, I will call in. And then it became that he did invite me as a guest. And so, but it was always based on some type of health issue. Or it was grieving. Or if it was um, bereavement, because that was my career, death and dying and bereavement care. So he would always call me that. But then, and I know you're going to ask me some questions, Eric, so I'm trying to save some of that on how I got on the show and how I did that. 
to the questions that you're going to ask. Yeah. So, I don't want to. No, no, no. You're, you're actually on the right path. So perfect timing. Um, so one of the things that I, I don't know if you knew this, I, I was counting the reappearances of return guests and you lead all guests and uh, the number of times that you were on the Primetime Power Show as a guest. So what was interesting about that, uh, you, you were a regular guest on the Primetime Power Show. And I know one of the things that Quake always gave you props for is your expertise in mental health and your related field. So that's why he always wanted you to come on. And also, you was always w- a willing participant, and so which was awesome. So we knew all about you prior to it. But what happened? What what caused you from to go from being a interview guest to actually becoming a radio personality on the primetime power show well actually it was it it was um earthquakes request so he he said to me one day we were in the um our police chaplain meeting and he said to me well listen what about going on the primetime power show i said you know what i said that might be a great idea because all you guys are men Everybody on the show was a man. So we're hearing everything from a man's perspective. You need a woman to come in there and shake things up a little bit. Give it a little balance. Okay. Yeah. So he said, well, that could be you. <laughs> yeah. So that he, sounds like quick. Yep. That could be you because you can handle it. I say handle what? <laughs> oh, no. so, so you don't even want to know where all that went. So. So, so he said, well, listen, I'm going to talk to the guys, and I'm going to get back to you. I said, well, you know, well, what am I have to do? He said, you're going to have to be there, and you're going to have to talk. Well, I know that, but talk about what? Um, and so he ended up guiding me um, through it. And then the day that I came in, the evening I came in, I was scared to death. And, of course, he called himself, I guess, making it easy for me, which he did not. Yeah, he, he made I, it work. Yeah, I know he was he was always trying to get you revved up. And, you know, I, I told him, just so you know, I said, Quake, you know, she's coming in. This is her first time. I said, you remember how it was when we first started. We all was nervous as well. We got through it, but, you know, the nerves was high. I said, Quake, please leave her alone. And, and I, I tried to help you out, Christina, but, you know, obviously, Quake, Quake didn't listen. <laughs> It was, it was, listen, I was so petrified. When I went, came home, I just went to bed. It's easier to talk to someone face-to-face and you just, you know, kind of having a conversation. But then when you start thinking that, you know what, you don't even know who's listening to this. Right. And I never forget, one of my topics was relationship. And he just wanted to go all into my personal <laughs> life. He wanted to know about my my bedroom activities and all this kind of stuff until I got to the point. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do this with him. I got it. Well, you in trouble, ain't you, when you get home? Yeah, I, I, re- I remember when you flipped it. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Yes. And so, of course, he started stuttering and all that kind of stuff. So, the thing, <laughs> the thing for me um, with Earthquake, Earthquake has been a part of most of my community work um, and most of my um, professional work as it comes to engaging people into conversations or engaging people to um, to see the best that is in them. And so um, because of that, not only did we have the, look like these skits on the, on the um, Primetime Power Show, but when we were in our meeting, you know, we were coming late. Of course, I would have to do it. I, at that time, I was the president of the police chaplain um, at the 12th district. And he would come in and disrupt my whole, <laughs> the whole meeting, 
you know, now they got to talk to the captain, and then he gives us these ideas, and this, okay, I gave you the idea, now you take it and run with it. Yep, and that's, so what, that's what I said as well at the beginning when I was talking. He, he would give you a charge, and then it was up to you to make it happen. Right, and, and you better do it because he is definitely <laughs> going to embarrass you if you don't because you said that she was going to do it. And the other thing is, all the things that Earthquake did, especially with children, when he did the uh, the camp for the uh, yeah the boot camp, uh, yep. And so he would always, first of all, um, Earthquake owes me a lot of money because he had me donating to a whole bunch of his stuff. Everything he's had, I've always donated <laughs> to it. But to the point that he would be at my door, he would come to my house and come to my door. And just look at me. Don't even have to say nothing. I just went and got the money and just gave it to him. Didn't even know what the cause was. Because if he showed up at my door with an outfit on, whatever, I just wanted him to get off my porch. Because all my neighbors is looking at this man coming with some the white frame, big glasses, you know, with the, with the hat on the side or his fatigue because he was doing something. So to the point where my mother was like, that man is at the door. You know what I mean? So it it was he was so serious about what he did, yep. and so committed in what he did yeah. that it was almost funny the extent that he would go to to get it done. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, you know, I'm excited what I what I'm going to miss and what um and I think I had said it to you is that Earthquake and I play off of each other, you know, and 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 I had said to you, oh, we got to hurry up and get back in the studio because. I need to see him. We need to, you know, be going back and forth. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Y'all had so, that banter a lot. Yeah. In studio. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it was it was exciting. It was exciting to do that. It was exciting to know him. Um, and because I have hospice experience, I knew when he was going down. But the point is, is that at this, but when I heard it, it was just devastating. It was just devastating for me because I know how much he fulfilled. Some of the things in my life, even if I didn't feel good, when you got around him, you forgot about you not feeling good. Yeah, he just had you know that ability mean? to uplift you. Yeah, I mentioned that as well. It's amazing. I, I just I just never re- ever received anything quite like that from anyone else before. Right. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are or what you do and all that kind of stuff. He is a genuine person. Yeah, you get 100% authentic. Yes, absolutely. Passion. He just has a passion for what he for what he did. Um, without his title, you know what I mean? Because some people don't even know his history and boxing and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They know him in one particular aspect of it. So it, it was just when, when he said that he wanted me on the show um, every week and this and that and the other that you guys said, okay. I was like, uh-huh. But they did put me through. I just want anybody to know. It's hard when you're the only female. That's right. We, now, now I, I will admit to this, Christina, that we did put you on a trial basis. Uh, I, I knew that as far as from your topic areas and your expertise, I knew that, you know, you were capable. The only thing I asked quick is I said, you, you know she has to go about 20 to 30 minutes on her own, right? And he was like, no problem. I mean, he was he was extremely confident in you, so you definitely got to give that man credit for that. He was a, he, he was your agent, and I didn't even know it, you know, because... Right, right, Yeah, right. He, he was, he was pushing, and I said, Quake, okay. I said, I said, no problem. I said, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a great, you know, dynamic, a nice change-up to our show. I said, we just have to break her in slowly because I just want her to get used to going 20, 30 minutes possibly straight on the radio. And 
And you know, Quake Quake was totally confident in your ability. So kudos, kudos to him. I remember the, I, listen, I couldn't <laughs> even remember the phone number, y'all. Y'all was like, when I'm worried out, I'm like, I, I'm looking right at it. What am I talking about? Then I couldn't remember anybody's name, and it just that was just fear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just cold blooded fear. And he never said it's going to be all right. <laughs> he just said, well, uh, what, what's the matter? You don't know the number? Right on the right on the spot I'm, and live live on radio. I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but it, it made me relax, and I, you know, I'm excited. Plus, he would eat all of our snacks and stuff. So yeah, I'm really, yeah. He, um, you know, what was interesting about that? He would bring some snacks, and then you know, he would finish his, and then you know, the rest of our snacks would kind of disappear as well. So yeah, Quake definitely loved his snacks. He he always came ready with with some tasty cakes and some chips. Yeah, and he he loved the dollar store candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he would, and you know what was the funny thing about Quake? He would never take his trash. He would just leave it right. there. And I said, "Hold on, hold on, brother. I'm, I'm not your butler." You know. <laughs> he would do his thing, and he'd be like, "Peace." You know, when he said peace, and everything he left was just going to remain there. That's right. And then, or the next time, I was like, "Tom, you don't have no mess nothing." And he gave me that mint out of his pocket with no paper on it. Yeah. How, how did it, it was good, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> you had lost a mind. You better get out of my face. Here we go. This is good. This is good. He eat it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. He, he was definitely one of a kind. Uh, oh my god yeah so christina any final thoughts or comments you just want to uh share with our audience tonight and then we'll, we'll, we'll transition we'll, we'll take a break and then we'll we'll have some words from reverend leroy pendleton okay yes i just want to let everybody know that my heart is breaking um because he's not here and that i just need everyone to pray for me because now i'm going to have to uh go back and forth with Derek. oh no so i just want <laughs> I just want to let you know that we're still here. We're still trying to do our best, and we're still trying to cope with this. Absolutely. And so just pray for us at uh, the Primetime Power Show as we continue to go um, and and give you the best entertainment that we can during our time without our buddy Earthquake. Absolutely. So thank you so much, well, and good night. Well said. Thank you so much, Christina. We're going to take a break on the Primetime Power Show right here on Primetime Power Radio. I'm going to play another favorite artist of Earthquake, Shirley Caesar, Blessed Assurance. We'll be right back on the other side. Blessed Assurance that Jesus is mine, 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 mine. Oh, what a foretaste, a foretaste of glory divine. Oh, yes, I'm an heir to salvation. Yes, I am. I've been purchased by God. So glad. Born of his spirit, his spirit, hold oh on. I'm just washing his blood. This is my story. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is my, my song. Thanks God for my song. I'm praising my Savior. Oh. 
praising my Savior. I don't ever get tired of praying with Him all the day long. Hallelujah. Perfect submission. Back to the Primetime Power Show right here live on Primetime Power Radio, part of the Paul Earthquake Moore Tribute Show, show number 315 of the Primetime Power Show. And right now I have on the Primetime Power Line, Reverend Dr. Leroy Pendleton and family. And Pastor Penn, if you wanted to just share some words from your heart in relation to the man himself, Paul Earthquake Moore. Listen, I could I could I could take the whole show and talk about it myself because he was he was he was a he was a dear friend, a very deep, compassionate friend of mine, and I've known I've known him for more than twenty five years. Wow! And matter of fact, when I first joined a new fellowship, it was it was Reverend Moore that actually introduced himself to me. Before you know, I mean, I, I met the leadership, but he was the one that really I came out on a Saturday afternoon just to hang out with them. And he, of course, he was doing something out there uh, with the community. When he was finished, he said, "Come on, Rev, take a ride with me." He took me up to the army barracks and said, "I'm gonna get a, fr- a, a flu shot." His his saying was, 
if it's free, it's for me. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you know? And so he said, you can get one too. Well, he, he he don't know. Well, whatever they gave me, I was sick for three weeks. <laughs> he was used to it. But, but that's the kind of that's the kind of way he was. And and you know, one thing that I love about him is that he was he was uh, consistent in in terms of his demeanor. Paul was a consistent man. Yes. And and you know what? I wanted to share this with everybody. I found a verse in the Bible that really really stood out. Uh, to me, it stood out to really um, represent what he was about. And I like to read it to you. And it's coming out of 1 John chapter 3, verse 18. And it says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with action and in truth. And if you know anything about him, he was a man of action. Anytime there was a need, I mean, you, you know, you've probably heard it over and over again about the turkey runs, but I'm talking about stuff we've experienced with him when he heard about Katrina. Now, he yep. he nowhere near Katrina, right? Yep. And next thing you know, he he got a he get up and announced, look, we got a tractor trailer coming up and we're going to load it up with everything we can. Got the army to ship it out for him. And I mean, he just went out of his way to do. And listen, he never got up there and patted himself on the back or asked mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. money or recognition. He never did it. Now, he gagged me one time now. He, he only <laughs> gagged me one. When the news came out to do an interview, and he said, uh, come, come. he said, Rev, I want you right with me, man, because I, I want I want them to get you too. <laughs> and so, so, so they talked to me for about five minutes and when the news came on the only face they showed was his and i called him up and said you gagged me on the news in front of thousands of people but but he was a dear friend and i i just wanted to really you know just share just a few highlights of 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 the kind of man that he was but i just wanted to say that out of everything I, i'm going to say this because and i say this with 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 without sliding any church because a lot of times you know as a, I'm, I'm speaking from a minister's perspective as a minister every pastor want to kind of forefront themselves and and it's easy to get up in front of people preaching and you know that kind of thing but one thing i will say about paul he demonstrated what a lot of churches in all the years that i was that i've done ministry he's done more he's demonstrated more for the community yeah, the outreach right and outreach than what i've seen mm -hmm. many churches do over the lifetime that i've been a minister mm -hmm. And, and I say that, so that's why I picked that verse. Let us not love with words only or speech, but with action and truth. He was a man of action, but he was a man of truth because not only did he say he cared, but he showed it. He out there running in the rain. When I met him, he had just got through putting some baskets together for people, you know, and this is what he did over and over. And every time he felt the need, you saw him out there in the Santa Claus suit, barely fitted, but he out there and didn't care if people made fun of him or whatever, but he did it out of his heart. And so my, my heart goes out to Crystal tonight. And, and I certainly when I and I knew he struggled, you know, with terminal illness for quite a while. We all knew it. And, you know, we kind of shared it with him and and. Some people got a little bit more close with him in his in his time of struggles, you know, but it was it was kind of hard to see him struggle uh, personally, trying to keep his faith up and trying to keep his, you know, keep his spirits up. But he listen, he he struggled to the end and he never stopped his mission. And so um, I, I want to say this also, Reverend May, he was also a fun guy. You know, one thing about the quake, he was the kind of person you could just have a good time with. Yes. You know, we, we all traveled. You know, we all went to a cruise together and the night before the cruise, we hung out in, in uh, Cape Canaveral, Florida, got to watch the, uh, a, a, a rocket launch. But we swam in this beautiful cosmic looking pool. But pa Paul was out there by himself, just having just a ball. And then even on the cruise, you know, we he was just a fun person to be around, you know, and I have to tell I have to tell on him one tonight because, you know, listen, uh, 
Sometimes he would try to sneak away, say, "Man, Crystal, sleep. I'm, a, I'm a sneak out and, you know, <laughs> oh, no. and go on a cruise." We ended up, up like one or two in the morning, and we just decided because we would like to sit on the side of the deck and it was just quiet. And then we see Quake slipping out. You know, it was late. He said, now, "Don't say nothing to Crystal. She was. I just, I just wanted to get out. Just kind of had. I'm tired." And then, you know, a half hour later, Crystal saw us. Did you see Paul? Where he at? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he was just he was just a, a really a, a beautiful guy to know. And one thing I can say for him, you know, when when the Bible says great shall be your reward, I know that he's got an endless list of people that he helped that he probably will never know the the lives he, he changed and the people that he's helped and the families that he's touched. You know what I'm saying? And he was well known. I mean, everywhere uh, up on Washington, Capitol Hill, they've known him. So we just kind of, you know, I'm thankful tonight that we have a chance to to give our tribute to him. And, and you know, and one thing I, I'm glad is that he was a good friend, even on the show, because he was the reason why I'm on the show. You know what I mean? He had an offer, an opportunity to be a part of the radio. And he came to me and like, Rev, come on, you want to do this with us? And he was always looking to bring other people to, to share in his ideas and dreams. And so. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I, I got tons of things I could say, but I just want to say that I really believe that he was an example of, of, of what real Christian love is all about. That That's what I really want to say that Paul, he set an example that if I could accomplish those things as a minister with a whole bunch of people, you know, I would be doing good. But Paul did what the church ought to be about, just caring for your neighbor, you know, and, and don't don't worry about what you don't have. But take the little that you do have and be willing to just share and make somebody's life different. So, Reverend May, if you don't mind, let's just let's just hanging in here with us. My wife wanted to just kind of have a word to say also, you know, uh, about the quake. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, good evening. You know, when I think about Reverend Earthquake, Paul Earthquake Moore, you know, he was, just like my husband said, a man of action. But let me tell you something. I admire him so because, you know, I don't want to get too into it. But when I think about when God puts you on this earth and everyone's talking about living out their purpose, he he sought God first. That was his main purpose. And because he sought God, he was able to meet God's needs. So when God asks, will you take care of my sheep? Yes, Paul Earthquake Moore took care of his sheep on many occasions. I remember the turkey runs, the Thanksgiving collections, the uh, the Santa Claus, and you know, and until his dying day, right before you know he got to the point, he he sought to do that. You know how how extraordinary of a person that takes. It's a selfless person that always puts the other needs before himself. You know, it's so amazing. It's so wonderful. You know, as we get older, our parents tell us, you tell us a lot of times when they know the Lord, they tell us you'll understand it better by and by. The people that God puts in your path and the experiences that you get to experience. I am grateful. I am so overjoyed that I knew Paul Earthquake more. Because you know why? Because at the same time that I knew him, and yes, I'm mourning him because, you know, that's he's. You know, he was a great friend, you know, regardless, rather you, you sat with him for five or 10 minutes, you felt his spirit, you felt his joy. He was what you saw is what you got. He was true. But I got to experience him from as a friend and with him and his wife. And, you know, we fellowship together. 
But not only that, when I became a preacher's wife, you know, although you kind of think you know all this stuff, it's like, there's no rule book to this stuff. You know, he accepted me. He said, just be who you are. You know, you don't have to put on the big hats and stuff. At the heart of it, just be you and they'll love you. And that was the best advice he ever gave me. And he stood true. He said, I'm not loving you because of who you married or the role you play. I'm loving you for who you are. So Paul was a true man and I loved him for that. But one thing I tell you, yeah, there is a time for mourning, but let me tell you, for my brother, I am happy that he got his wings. Hallelujah. One more time. We got another one, a good one up there in heaven. So I am grateful, extremely grateful that I had the opportunity to know him, to fellowship and to experience him living out God's purpose by seeking God first. He didn't have to have a pulpit because the community was his pulpit. Yes. He spoke that word every day, mm -hmm. day in and day out. And he made friends. I saw him minister to the old and to the young. Mm -hmm. He did things across generational things. He did family things. He was there when there were fires and then when there were death and shootings. And he was there when there were marches and to show them, to, to teach them about the goodness and the history of Martin Luther King. So some of the, all that sacrifice, all that he did between that beginning and that end, I am grateful that I, I got to know our brother, Reverend Earthquake Moore. Absolutely. You know, what also was good, um, Reverend May, too, when they did the clipping on the news, what I thought was really cool was they actually had plenty of archives of him. You know? Yes. Yep. I thought that I thought that was very unique. Yeah, they that just tells you the volume and the extent of the work he has done for decades. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, I, I remember one time he, he told me, he said, I'm thinking I might I might run for office, you know, when I retire. You know, and I think and I think had he run from run for office city council, he would have he would have gotten it. You know, I, I, I mean? agree. I absolutely agree with that. And yeah, he was serious about it, too. I, I remember him mentioning it to me quite a few times as well. And, 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 you know, he was so humble, but he put us he put us in touch with like like key people. You know what I mean? Uh, definitely. I mean, yeah. He was known up, up, up in Washington. I mean, for the community work that he's done and uh, um, even the state rep coming on our show and 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 talking about some of the things that is, you know, that's going on. And so, you know, but he was a very humble person and he didn't walk around with his chest out, you know, but he called himself the people's champ. And, and I don't think you could have found a, a more fitting, you know, title. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I think that was great. That was I, I can't tell you what I used to t call him on the side, <laughs> camp, but I used to call him the people's chump. But, you know, <laughs> that was our personal joke, you know. <laughs> But I, I'll say tonight that he he was the people's champ, and I think he'll long go down in history as the people's champ. And 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 I just certainly hope that what he did maybe will inspire some somebody that he's touched to come up in his place and just pick up the baton and just keep running. But I I, I just wish you know my my hopes and dreams is that when I look at how he genuinely just loved people, I, I I say to myself, man, that that's an example that the church. I think he said. I think he set an example of really what the church ought to be about. I, I believe it even more. I, I, you know, I've always told my wife that I'm just like, look, he's doing stuff that the church ought to just naturally do. You know, we don't need no grants and all this stuff to, to care about people, to put some food on somebody's table mm -hmm. or, you know, make sure grandma has, has got some heat or go out there and advocate. And you know what? I remember when I, when I first came to the church, I remember what he did as well. He went out and bought some really 
rough heads to to the gym because we had that gymnasium attached to the church and these these were street boys you know they were they were rough he brought them he brought them to the church and said now look the pastor let y'all open up you know he opened up the church and let y'all play ball and he said i don't want no fighting and you better respect the pastor respect this place and then he introduced me he says this is this is this is assistant pastor here reverend penn you know they can care less who i was but the point is that he gained their respect, you know what I'm saying? And they and they would often come to the church on other occasions when we had other things and the gym wasn't, they, they were thinking that he was there. But the point is that he seemed to have found an inroad even in the hearts of a lot of difficult young people that, that looked up to him. So I just think that um, he's a great example of what it means to live out our purpose, you know? And, and so I, I just kind of hope he's inspired me. I hope that I can live out my purpose as well as he did because man he's he just did a lot across the board and 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 i guess he he proved the point that you know great shall be your reward in heaven because i tell you one day we'll we'll know it all so he's he's been you know it touched my heart when he passed i know when my wife called crystal um and she told him that he had passed it my, my heart dropped and it's just you know yeah you know and it just and sometime even at work this week i was trying to not get myself a mm-hmm. little down thinking yeah. about it you know and 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 the sad thing about it with the coronavirus you know you, everybody can't go to the service and you know what i mean yeah and i mean that's got half of us like myself scared to death as a cancer survivor myself and trying to you know keep my health intact you know but nevertheless you know my heart is there but i'll be there for the viewing and you know do the best i can and to show my 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 support for crystal but um uh, Thank you for the time, the, you know, the opportunity to, you know, to, to share with him. And we're going to miss him on the show because. Oh, absolutely. Without question. That, yeah. You know, we're going to we're going to miss him, you know. And I think Reverend made the, the beautiful thing about the show was that he it was just fun coming together with everybody. I, I Yeah, that I, fellowship I, was, was awesome. Man, that was just we always I mean, every time we came together, was just such a great time. It was kind of like great fun, you know, coming together and just being there and, and everybody, you know, we got the same purpose to just try to bless somebody with all three shows. But mm-hmm. we all really is really one show with three, you know, with three approaches. But it was he made it, you know, he as well as you and, and even our our newbie, you know, just coming together. It was always just fun hanging out and just just, you know pushing the cause of Christ in, in, in the opportunity that we had. So we're going to miss our dear brother, you know, but he's in a better place and we don't grieve as those who don't have hope, but we, we love him and miss him. And I guess the beautiful thing about it is that, you know, he was the kind of guy that, you know, love runs deep. And, and, and so I love him to death and I'm just grateful for having had a chance to, um, to know him and be a part of his life. So, uh, we'll keep the family in our prayers and, um, I believe that the information for the um, viewing has been posted, and um, yeah, and I shared it at the top of the show. Yes. All right. So, I'm, I'm sure we'll. I'm sure there's going to be scores of folk, you know, mm-hmm. in and out on Friday and Saturday, you know, yes. at least for the viewing and so forth, and and them being a private service. But that's the mandate now with COVID. They can't have but so many, so many people. So those that may want to come to the service, if you can't get in, don't don't be slighted or feel upset. It's just, it's the way it is, you know, but, you know, just send your love. All right, Reverend May. Thank you so much, family. I <laughs> uh, really appreciate that. Uh, what we're going to do at this time, we'll, we'll take a break on the Primetime Power Show, and we're going to feature one more segment from the man himself, Paul Earthquake Moore, and then we'll, we'll wrap up this Paul Earthquake Moore tribute. We'll be right back in a few moments. Yeah. It's gonna be alright I know it's gonna be alright Listen if you 
right, welcome back to the Primetime Power Show right here on Primetime Power Radio for the Paul Earthquake Moore Tribute, show number 315. And I want to thank all of those who called in and contributed, sharing their sentiments in regards to the man himself, Paul Earthquake Moore. We wanted to conclude the show with another segment. This was around right before Valentine's Day. And Earthquake has a always unique perspective in regards to his views on particular matters and we wanted to share this because this was classic earthquake. Take a listen. Welcome back to the Primetime Power Show, what you need to know. You know, it's Valentine's Day is coming up, and I'm just, that, here's the part that gets me. Let's be realistic. See, I got my little teddy bear. I got this one, too. Let me see if it works. See, it don't want to work right now, but uh, it works sometimes. Oh. Where you get that from, man? Uh, uh, so, you, you have to name the establisher. Let's just say. Uh, here we go. Uh-oh. Temperamental. We don't own the rights to this song. Just want to, you know, put that out there just in case. It was saying, the little teddy bear was saying love is in the air. But, you know, I, I, I come to find out every Valentine's Day, we give up something as men. We do constantly. <laughs> we give them candy and we take them out to dinner. But I think the women have lost the concept of um, Valentine's Day. I think what they, they don't want no more candy and stuff like they're used to and the roses and the flowers and say, I'm sorry. They want money now, to be honest. Like, they they, they, they open a box of candy and they look at you like, this is it. it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Stop it. This it. They, they just give you, you they give me, we said, baby, happy Valentine's Day. You get the candy, you know, Valentine's Day been around for a long time, way back when you had some uh, three saints named Valentine's Day. And you, and, but February is always, uh, you know what? <laughs> February, February is always Valentine's Month. You know, you think about, in Black History Month, of course, uh, but you think about Valentine's Day. Most women, get uh i don't want them from him he ain't my man no more it's like a christmas type thing when christmas time comes, they think we they think we they think we bow out on christmas that we don't want to buy whining. nothing Stop but, whining. but you know they said so, when, so, so back on valentine's day so we do the valentine's day thing so so, so candy yeah so what do you give on valentine's day nothing well here's, here's what it is my wife would tell you like uh I'll do the I'll do my I'll try Mr. Moore if you're, if you're listening to Prime Top Power Line 610 Wait a minute Crystal don't talk to him until <laughs> March <laughs> <laughs> You know But see See, see, and see, my co-host is telling me that you know. I think my co-host is kind of, kind of. Be careful. This not I my think, segment. I think, I think my co-host is kind of from one perspective. You know, I, I think somebody kind of got on her nerves, so her Valentine's Day won't be there this week. But we're gonna try to cheer up with some candy and some donuts and all that other stuff. But, uh, but but the women are tired of the old, old the old candy, the old cards. And, and and matter of fact, matter of fact, I need to ask her, what do you want for Valentine's Day, Miss Christina? A car. A what? A car, C-A-R. a car, C A R. See, see, with them big ticket items. <laughs> <laughs> Why they gotta go with the big ticket so, items? So, right? are you saying well, she's proving your point? Proving the point. Before they used to love when we give them stuff. Thank you, baby. Thank you, honey. I love you. Now you stick some chocolate candy, little hearts, and you do some lobsters and all that. Then we got you like this. I think. I think the, one of the things is that women got hip to that the men were um, very crowded in the dollar store on the day. Yes. Um, so, so you think the women got hip on the cheap, you know, teddy bear on the corner? The cheap car. They selling them on the corner. <laughs> 
Well, well you know oh, what? The, the teddy bear off the stand? Yeah, no, you that, know what? That, yeah. that, that but, shows so much love, But it was, right? a, it was a woman that created the dollar store. We just go where they tell us to go. You I don't would, even would, go. You don't even I go was to the never, dollar store. I, never, I was never introduced to a dollar so, store. So, my wife so took what me you're there. trying to say is truly about the thought that count, not the dollar amount. Well, that, that wasn't the thought. But, it, but they don't want our thoughts no more. They want the do- <laughs> You heard what she said. She wanted a new car. You ain't had no thought. You know, So you, but but then you, you said, I try to cook dinner for him. You said, give him a nice time. Go to movie dinner. I don't want that no more. <laughs> you, you, you mentioned movie. They be like this movie. I, I can rent that from go to the blue red box. Rent that movie. Oh man. You know? Hey, let me tell y'all. We see people on Facebook Live. Uh, add a comment to the video. You see the man so part earthquake one. Let us know what you think. Is earthquake more telling the truth or you disagree? Yeah, you men man up and tell the truth for real. <laughs> what's the real deal? I know some of you will say I love my wife. I give her the best. But what's the real deal? Because you do go to Dallas to get the dollar candy. You know? Okay, and then so, you so, eat it. so wait. Wait a minute, we got Catherine. Catherine is checking you out on a Facebook Live right now. Well, she said she would love to just have a good blessing. That's it. Okay, exactly. She, so she said not the dollar dollar bill, but just be a blessing in her life. So she just wanted to, and that's good. But what kind of blessing she want? Because see, she could tell us she want a blessing, <laughs> right? But let Valentine's Day come and nothing, and nothing in her hand. See what kind of blessing he gonna get. Well, that might be received as not getting a blessing. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so and that's good. I mean, and I know she's going to the biblical part with it. But still, yeah, she gonna say, <laughs> "You said happy, so like this, happy Valentine's Day." They look at you like, "Okay, what? What else?" You know. So you, so it ain't no home to go to Produce Junction and get forty five flowers. So, so great. Do you think there's a minimum amount of items that you have to have? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. So one or two is not is not going to do it. I think a minimum should be at least four. <laughs> okay. 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 Because anything less than that, you're saying that women are not going to receive that happening. Well, number one, number one is you know they they read the card. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> okay. They read the card, but they read it. They read it last. They what you give. They, you know they, what? they give you. The, you give you them the rose. What? You give them the rose. They love then they love the roses. You said now listen uh, and you now, say now uh, we're talking real one hundred percent authentic yeah, the, roses, the real right? deal. Okay, yeah, from the, the real, earth. The, okay. the one that cost you uh for ten of them. Not the one that's around your bucks. microphone. Not the one that's wrapped around your well, microphone. See, well the <laughs> one that the one that's the one that's wrapped around my microphone is for the person that don't have a date this week or next week. That's so, Crystal. That, that, so I'm this sorry, is, Crystal. So this is just a symbolic gesture to say, take this rose when you go. And the balloon. In the balloon. It, it'll never fade away. Yes, it will always be there, you know. But uh, but, but a lot of a, a lot of them, I believe, it's like you said, love is in there. But I think a lot of them like they get sentimental around that time because. But nowadays they don't look at Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, it's like it's another day, another holiday. Or another what day. is Valentine's Day? Well, uh, it's, it actually came from um, historical the, the, the saints back then, back in historical times, and it just created this 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 uh, facade of an uh, of a uh, holiday. So where and Cupid come from? Something y'all made up. Sam Sam Cook. <laughs> Who? Sam Cook. See, that's what the problem. He's talking about Cupid Sam Cook. Now it, on on here it's it's a um the reference in holiday. Okay. Valentine's Day is uh occurs every fourth every February fourteenth across the United States, across America, all over the places. Candy, flowers, gifts, extravagance between love and all that. Wait a minute, now, extravagance. extravagance. Is that what you said? Would the car be the criteria of that? Okay. That's, no, because listen, nobody that's not part paying of history. A, nobody's not paying a car note. That's the bottom line. Either you're going to get this rental and be happy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Get it for the weekend and have fun with your girlfriend. Because you because heck will buy you the car. And, and, and she better not scratch it up. That's right. Because they, they go around the car and say, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 you got to pay for that. And you know, and, and, and they will do that, you know. And, like, and you better get Allstate insurance or get, uh, or get Enterprise. When you, rent the, when you rent that car, get Enterprise insurance because I'm not paying no deductible. Now, now, now okay, if you're going to rent her the car, does she have the option to get a luxury vehicle or, or it's the weekend rate? Uh, we got to do the weekend rate. <laughs> <laughs> a car's them a little, car. Them little ones that only one leg fit in. See, see, see. Now, see, some women like see us as men. You know, they always call us cheap anyway. So we might we're gonna do cheap. We're going to cheaper night. All right, she might want a Mercedes Benz for the weekend. I'd be like, oh no, you better get that four contour. You happy? <laughs> see, see what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. And you consider that the blessing. <laughs> you know. So you basically saying the only only preference you're gonna give her is the color of the car if they have it in stock. If they have it, if they have it in stock. <laughs> Most of and they don't want red no more. They want their own color now. Red is out. You can say Happy Valentine, the big red car. I don't want that. I want that one over there. That black, that black blue. Matter of fact, I want the one you driving right about now. You know, you drive the red one. But you know, then you have some women that really appreciate it. You have some because simple fact is, you know, you color up around that time. Do the women color up now? Should be cuddling up all the time. But they don't. They do. You know, well, maybe with the dog from or something. My, but, from a woman's perspective, okay. they do. Well, name one. Me. Good answer. <laughs> 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 so, so, but, but they do appreciate the gifts and stuff that you buy. They, they love the candy. Don't get me wrong. They love the little box of candy. They love the frozen. They love the. But they stall for a little bit. You know what they stall for, Reverend May? What's that? They wait for the the big oh. package. So the flowers oh. and the candy. That's not it. That, the flowers and candy is not. That, it's that's cool. The, that's just the appetizer. Yeah, you know, if they fresh flowers, <laughs> if they fresh flowers from Produce Junction, we get twenty five for fifteen dollars. Junction. Oh, they got them. They got them twenty five. Why they can't be delivered by the flower by the um florist? Because before I pay the florist forty five dollars. They fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Why, why you gonna pay the floors special delivery when you got a car go pick them up yourself? You know what? That's the yeah. so. So talking. wait a minute. Are are you picking them up for the savings aspect from Produce or, or, Junction? Why, why pay Uber? Why pay Uber? Why pay Uber forty dollars to drop some flowers off? Unless you know you talking about thank you. And Uber had the Uber guy happy because now he can go buy his wife some flowers. Oh uh, my God! But see, I, you know what? See, so you know, I mean, the holiday. I mean, we the men catch a bread. A bad break on the holidays, period. You know. So, all right. So, let's ask this question. So, how do you think the men get reciprocated? Do you think it's fair on Valentine's Day? Uh oh. Uh oh. No, uh -oh. it's not fair. Why? Simple fact is, again, we go out of heart. We we give you our, we give you a lot of heart. But y'all don't believe us. We give you our heart, and you know, and you, and you again, you'll say thank you, baby, and you'll say, baby, you want to go out to dinner? I don't feel like going to dinner right now. I just don't feel it. Right <laughs> That's what they say. I don't feel like you don't feel like dinner, but I don't make reservations already. We better cancel plans because I'm tired. You know. Now, so Wendy, Wendy is on Facebook Live. She says she don't get anything. What's your thoughts about that? Well, Wendy, you know, I see why you don't get anything because it's. I blame your husband because. <laughs> <laughs> I blame your husband because he should know better. So you, so you, so you saying on the Primetime Power Show and on Facebook Live that somebody got to step up. Somebody got to step up, and it's usually the man. But you know what? So, so you're okay with getting something, but you say don't spend too much money. I don't think you should. I mean, if you're a rich man, you can. But if you come from the hood, you can spend, if you come from the hood, you gonna spend, you gonna spend just enough that that guy. You still you, gotta have that save a lot of money for the end of the week for the groceries. Know, okay, a, a save a lot. Acme. Uh, you know shop it, right? Tom, you know Valentine's come every year the same time. So you should so be saving up. So that's it. That's so, what I'm so, saying. So are men not good planners and they wait to the last minute? 
Yeah, they wait till last well, minute. Now, is, that then, a, is that an indictment on how they really feel? Well, some of them have more than one. Uh oh. So oh, they oh, have oh. to buy two. So she said, she said, she said, some of them got more than one. So, so you got to go to Produce Junction and see if they got buy one get oh, two they, free. Oh, they got them. <laughs> uh, see, but what I'm saying is that we do take our time on Valentine's Day. We do the best we can. But then why, 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 why you think we procrastinate? What what is it? Do we do we feel? You I know what? Let me let me keep it real. Do we feel like we're obligated? Yes. That's why we we say. You know what? I, I'll just get it in the last minute. But you know what's weird? I remember seeing someone. Now, I already got my card. I was just getting Good something answer. for my, my daughters. But a guy was actually complaining uh-huh. about the lack of cards that was left. <laughs> and it was on Valentine's Day. Right. Yeah. Now, I'm picking, up, I'm picking up extra things. So I got everything else set. But I'm like, I'm looking at them like, player, is you serious? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because they run yeah. out of cars. And he was visibly upset. I mean, I, I think he thought he was going to get in trouble. That That's the real right. That's the real thing. Right. But you know, but, but, so, question for you. Have you ever been the, that, that guy, you know, that morning on, in CVS? Oh, yeah, plenty of time. <laughs> in CVS. <laughs> you, know, so you, you know, sometimes... You, right Aid, you know. So, right, you don't want to go to Right Aid. They call <laughs> right Aid's car costs you $10 just to say I love you. You know, you better... Listen, you better carry yourself to... You better call Tyrone. But... Uh, <laughs> But you better listen. You better go to General Dollar. And most, but most of the cards, you know, a lot of people like Hallmark cards, and a lot of women like Hallmark cards. But even the Hallmark cards now is everywhere now. You know, you got Hallmark cards at the dollar store now. I'm serious. You've been there looking through they, the cards. They're all in there. They're all in dollar store, General Dollar. You know. So, so wait a minute. So Catherine has been an active participant on Facebook. Thank you, now, Catherine. So she said. She all about the money because Uh-oh. the candy and the flower, the candy is all going after this eight, uh-huh. and the flowers just die. Well, she's what, right. What's your comment? Talk, talk to Catherine. But Miss Catherine, you got a valid point. Just when I was telling my co-host <laughs> the same thing, that candy thing faded out with y'all. Y'all said, "Listen, if you gonna give me the fifty dollars, give me fifty dollars. I'll buy my own candy." <laughs> Right, I buy my own meal. Yeah, I, give me the fifty dollars or give me the gift card. I go do what I want. Now, now strangely enough, there's no men participating in this, in this discussion <laughs> except us. They over in the side, in the yeah. corner, in the dark. So, but you know, I, I just encourage, I do uh, encourage the men to go out there and do what they can do and buy something nice. But some women are, are not appreciative of it. <laughs> I mean, that's so not true. so what makes you say that? Like, is it the reaction or they they very blunt and tell you straight up like your gift is whack? Well, you know what it is. It's like, let's say 10 years ago. Uh-oh. Oh, 10 God. years ago. They flashback. Go to, 10 years, flashback. Flash down memory lane. <coughs> but what I'm saying is... Many ripping, right? <laughs> so, so 10 years ago, you say, okay, here's a nice car. Back then, you know, when the, when things wasn't really good, you're like, oh, I love you too, baby. You're the best. Thank you for the car. Let's, let's rewind to current day. So, they figure in 10 years, you should have had some progress. Uh, in something done. I mean, I mean, she said 10 Get years. Get it right sometime. Well, the, but the, the card has expanded. The card gets bigger. <laughs> You know, they, they the make, make some mu- make some music and yeah, yeah, all that they, stuff. You know, right? you know what they're gonna tell you? I'll thank you. But a lot of women go eat that candy because a lot of half of them got diabetes anyway. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, they're going to tell you they rode right past that same corner where uh-huh. that big teddy bear is that you bought. It's a little tiny one here. Yeah, well, that's oh, even worse. Okay. So do women automatically think once they see that teddy bear that the, that the guy got it off the stand? And yeah. all he did was happen to see it and he just got the first thing that he saw? You know, they, they, and, and, and he went on his way home from work. So it's discounted because the man didn't want to take <laughs> 
no, all but, that stuff. Well, only way these things get discounted is <laughs> the day after. No, not even that. If, if it's twelve o'clock at night, you get a discount. Uh, al- almost when it's over. It. Well, almost when it's over. <laughs> but, he talking about he worked overtime. It's right. You have to work overtime. But you do have some women out there. That I want to say the women out there that are appreciative. I want to say happy Valentine's Day to all y'all, and that hope that your your significant half say, "Hey, this this for you. Happy Valentine's Day." Yes, we will take a pause for the calls, and we'll be right back on the primetime power show. So that was the one and only Paul Earthquake Moore on the Primetime Power Show. And as you can hear, we had a lot of great times, not just when we did our individual segments, but we had a lot of interactivity with one another. We do want to thank everyone tonight for tuning in to the Primetime Power Show right here on Primetime Power Radio for the Paul Earthquake Moore Tribute Show number 315. We're going to conclude the show with a song from Jennifer Hudson, Jesus Promise a Place Over There. Yeah. 